I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now listening to the Dual Position Podcast. The boys are back to talk all things super coach all season long. Please welcome your hosts, Whisperer and Brew. Well, it's been a week and a half. We've had off. Origins come around. Rep rounds rolled around. Always a fun time of the year. International footy on the biggest stage. Supercoach took a back seat for a week, but the thinking never stopped. I've actually kicked back into full gear yesterday. Uh, a man with some crazy trade plans this week is the coach of the Brew World Order. Bruski, mate, how was the week and a bit off? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad at all. Good, good to hear. Yeah, um, we'll we'll touch on your trades at the back end of the episode. But um, sitting in a rank of thirteen k, you're definitely throwing shit at the wall and hoping some of it sticks. Um, me, on the other hand, we are ranked one hundred and ninety six. We didn't do a round wrap up after round fifteen, but I had a few slight red arrows. I think I dropped twenty places or so um, with a score of twelve hundred or something. Um, but definitely have the ideal team in in mind for the run home and. Hopefully, we're setting up quite well for that. Been pretty blessed with injuries, so touch wood, we are there. There was a little bit of origin carnage. Obviously, Payne Haas with a suspected syndesmosis. Looks like he's been cleared of that, but uh, will be pain managed in terms of, of playing this week. Cam Munster, his shoulder sort of sent the world into a bit of a frenzy. Is he going to be out? Is he going to be in? I mean, we'll touch on, on, on the news. First game of the round is Melbourne. Pappenhausen, Munster both named, or Pappenhausen on the extended bench. And interesting that Grant Anderson has also been named. Obviously, no Pappenhausen in the starting side. They do play the first game of the round, Brew, so we do get a better idea as if Pappenhausen comes in. And therefore, who sort of makes way between Aramia and Grant Anderson? Plenty of buying Anderson, plenty of body last round, and, and plenty of buying him again this week. Are you getting on the Grant Anderson train? I'm, I'm considering it, but I'm definitely going to be waiting until game day to see what happens. Yeah, if he's playing, I'm going to get him. Hopefully, he'll at least, at the very least, just play that buy round for me. Uh, it does free up a bit of cash, allows, allows me to make some moves. So, the plan was to to get him, but obviously, we're going to have to wait and see because Pappenhausen's definitely playing. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a case of uh, wait and see. Um, Kalen Ponga, Daniel Saifidi. Uh, Kalen Ponga out, Daniel Saifidi back for the Newcastle Knights. Dave Fafita back for the Gold Coast Titans. Coming off the bench, I'm not overly tempted. I'm glad he's coming back from the bench. I, I'm tempted. I, I like at this point, I don't really care. I'm just like you said, throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make big pod moves pretty much for the rest of the season. Uh, I'm gonna try and do it with players that are in that coming back from injury or full and gun type category, rather than you know, rank you know, outsider picks. So Fafita fits that bill for me. So hopefully he drops a bit more cash playing off the bench. Uh, let's talk about your Roosters. Victor Radley is back. How excited for you as a Roosters fan are you? Oh, we play a lot better uh, as a side with him back. Our, um, our attack has a lot more fluidness about it. So I'm glad to see him back. Hopefully he doesn't get in trouble for the antics in the uh, oh. in the dressing room though. Mate, what a G up. Honestly, some people, some journalists spend years at uni 
to report on that rubbish. Piss off. Uh, all the State of Origin boys named to back, both for Penrith and the Roosters. Interesting. Um, let's talk about Joey Manu, because him in a New Zealand jersey, 401 running metres, the most ever in a game. What a man. Look, I, I said it on Twitter today. I want to see him play five eights for the Roosters besides Sam Walker. I did, I did say go. you were pushing that narrative. Yeah, I, I just want to say it. Like, uh, I know he is a, labelled a bit of a ball hog, but I'm sure if he was training in the position, you know, he's got he's got the footwork and the ball skills. His kicking game probably needs a little bit of work, but he can develop on that. I, I would really like to see it. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Adam Reynolds named for the Broncos. Payne Haas also named with huge, huge question marks. Uh, are we... Look, he does feature in today's sort of buy and sell list. I'm in the camp of selling. Uh, we we had this discussion last round, but do you, are you changing your stance? Because you're firmly in the hold category. Um, with yeah, this. I'm in the sell category now. Yeah. He's just he's, he's piling up the injuries, and he keeps playing. I don't know if that's his stubbornness or the Broncos, you know, not, not having the spine to tell him, no, you're not playing, and, and rest up and get better. But, yeah, the, like... You know, he's done both ACs in his shoulders. Now he's moving on to the ankles. It's just, it's a disaster for me. I'd definitely be selling now. He might end up like, remember that photo of Nigel Plum getting around, how he was just like taped, <laughs> taped to the gills? That'll be paid to about five years' time when the Broncos just run him into the ground. That's what they're doing. Clearly, they're like, well, you want to leave us? We'll, we'll play <laughs> we'll you when you're injured. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the New Zealand, sorry, no, for, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Latrell Mitchell, named in the one jersey, now, on Twitter, I made a bit of a statement that Latrell Mitchell should be nowhere near this origin side. And people, took, people took that as me hating Latrell. Bro, the, you and I are the biggest Latrell fans in the world. I just think the blokes played like, what, three games of footy in 12 months or something? And he hasn't played a game since round four. Matt Burton killed it. Stephen Crichton's done a serviceable job. You've got Jack White coming back into the fold. I just don't see room for Latrell. And that's not saying he's a bad player because I think he's exceptional. I just think you don't break up a winning formula and he's going to have one game to come back into a deciding game uh, when Brad Fittler is definitely under the pump as an origin coach. Yeah, you just hit it all on the head. They just they just scored 44 points, and you you get talking about dropping players and, you know, how do we get Whiten and, and Luttrell back in. At this point, like, Whiten can play in the 14 or he can take Crichton centre spot, but Luttrell with no, you know, nothing in his legs and barely played football for nearly three years now. There's no way I'd be putting him back in. I'd just leave it as is. And I know Latrell, people say he's lost 10 kilos. He looks the fittest he's ever looked, but Latrell isn't noted for his match fitness. And I'm not too sure if he's one of the guys that can just come back in and go bang or origin three, like straight away. Like dropping weight does not make you fit. Yeah. Must win game. Like I, I just want to see Latrell play club footy and get South city back on the front foot because they are struggling. However, he is back for the NRL. He's back for Supercoach. And he features in one of our trade plans, and it's not me. (laughs) Yes, we'll get to that later. (laughs) We will. Uh, For the New Zealand Warriors, they make their return to Mount Smart Stadium. Uh, Blessing for them. Like, it's been such a long time, and I'll be convincing my girlfriend to let me put as much money on the Warriors, minus three and a half against the Tigers, as possible. I think it's the safest bet of the week. In saying that, you and Aiken... Named at centre wing, absolutely kills him for Supercoach. If you still hold, I am strongly suggesting sell. I'd agree on the sell front. It might increase his tries, but it's not gonna. he's not going to have the same work rate playing one over. So I agree with that. For anyone new to Supercoach, um, go look at you and they can score. It's my last four years. 
of him in centre wing. Uh, he's like a 40 average kind of guy. Um, whereas at, set, at 2RF, he was huge. Uh, for the Tigers, huge groundbreaking news. James Roberts back and Stefano back. Absolutely altering NRL shifting news there. Uh, and for the Raiders, Jack Whiten back after his COVID and Chanel, Chanel harris Um Charles Nickel-Cluckstar is back on the bench as well. So as someone that owns Adam Elliott and Joe Tarpany, their bench is juicy. It's Tom Starling, Charles Nickel-Cluckstar and two middle forwards. So I reckon Tarpany and Elliott are playing big minutes. I can't see it staying like that, to be honest. Surely, chance. Ricky's done that for a while. He's had like, remember, he had Schiller. He had Schiller on the bench, and he had Starling at fourteen. Like, Ricky just loves to play Tarpany and Elliot into the ground. (laughs) Hates an interchange. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Awesome. Awesome. So that's that's the the, I guess the big team this Tuesday news wasn't a whole lot coming off the back of Origin. Teams have named a lot of their guys to back up. Um, It's another case of we say it every week: sit tight by your phone come game day, an hour before kickoff, because. I think we'll be in for some carnage this weekend, mate. I'm not expecting too much carnage, to be honest. Like, given that it was a weekend game, it's just a normal kind of rest for them. Yeah, the intensity of the game's a bit more, but you play intense games through the season and you still play the next week. So I think it'll be pretty much as is. I don't think there'll be too much casualties. A, f- a fair point. Look, someone that doesn't feature in the, the board and sold, and I'll quickly get your thoughts on him, is Cameron Munster. Uh, <laughs> plenty of people are discussing to sell him. No. Nah. I think if you're selling him, you don't get him Back. Surely trades are now at a premium, so you have to weigh up is he a keeper or not. Um, for myself, Correct. I have I have the I have the the depth to hold him. Do you see him suiting up for Melbourne on Thursday night? No way. Yeah, no, no he, he's not playing this weekend. I don't think he'll get the surgery. I think it'll be right for the the Origin game. I think that'll be his priority. Is playing the decider up in up in Queensland. So I don't think we'll see him for the next two weeks. I think he'll play Origin, and if he gets through that, then you've only really lost a week or two. So it's it's no massive loss at this time of the season to, to sit in for a couple of weeks. Awesome. Well, let's move on to the top 10 most bought this week, mate. Number one at 175K. He was the number one last round. That is Grant Anderson taking on the Manly Seagulls this week. Now, the big thing with Grant Anderson is his battle with Dean Eremeyer. Um, when Pappenhausen comes back, Meany will shift to the wing. And one of the boys has, has to drop out. I personally think it's Anderson. And I, I don't think this is going to end too well for people that bought last week or are planning on buying this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to have a backup plan, that's for sure. Um, I'm just looking at it. Would Meany play on the left side next uh, to I Seve? Would, I would say so because Coates was the, the right the right side of centre, uh, the right side of winger when he was fit. Well, I'm going to hold hope to that being named like the way it's been listed now, one to five. I'm hoping that that means that Anderson holds on to it. But yeah, I'm not. Super confident. Obviously, he was the last man in, so you'd think he'd be the first man out. Yeah, look, if he is to be named, my trade plans will change. Um, I am going to be trading out uh, Nat Butcher and Isaac Tago, and we'll discuss to who um, soon. But if that is not to be the case, um, I have the jewels to be flexible to sell cooler, and we can bring Anderson into the centre wings because he'll be a great, obviously, uh, enough when Coates comes back, and he will. Is Coates undone for the season? I don't think he is. Um, he'll no. be a great. He'll be a great enough when Coates comes back in, and he'll play round seventeen, which is fantastic. Uh, number two on the most bought list is Joseph Tarpany, a guy who I bought in round thirteen, hoping to get 60, 65 points a game. Uh, the man scored eighty points last weekend, and I was disappointed. So it just shows you the footy that he is playing right now. The form front row of the competition, I think it's fair to say, uh, he looks unreal offloading the ball at will. Absolutely churning through base and even chucked in a try assist in his last outing. Joey Tarpany 
Definitely not, definitely not a risk of the Ricky rotation, and he is on fire. And at a, what six hundred and seventy k, or six hundred and thirty k, not around seventeen number, but a guy who I think should be a staple for a lot of sides front row forwards for the run home. Yeah, I think people are starting to overlook that second buy a little bit. It's not the easiest one to manage, and trades are getting low. People have smashed their trade boosts already, so it makes total sense in a tough position to get a guy like that who's in the form that he's in. With a big fat red dot, 140 break even, and just under a million bucks in price, Ryan Pappenhausen sees himself as the third most purchased player this week with no certainty that he actually suits up. Does play the first game of the round, so if he doesn't suit up, teams can find an alternate way. But even if he was named at fullback, I know you're an owner because you've held through the entire time, but I really couldn't suggest buying. Coming off the back of an injury, no guarantee goal kicks first game back. We know Melbourne plays silly buggers with their goal kicking. 140 break even. Surely we can just get him next week for round 17. Look, Toddy and a few of the boys have messaged me this afternoon asking about Pappy, and I said, don't buy him. And they're like, is that because you own him? And I was like, no, it's actually not. It's because he's coming back from two leg injuries in the same leg, and he's got a high break even. I'd wait a week, see how he goes, then pounce, because there's every chance that he could re-injure. So, and I certainly hope that doesn't happen. I will give up this game if it's because I've held him for this goddamn long and I hope he comes back and kills it, but I would wait a week. Also, do you, do you think the no camera Munster might affect his scoring first game back as well? Uh, it might. I really like Harry Grant. Uh, if I didn't go the way I was going, I was probably going to get Grant back in this week. Um, Grant and Hughes, I really like this week without Munster. I think one of those two will kill it. Yeah, 100%. Um, number three, a, a trade I, I still sort of can't get my head around. We're in the middle, we're at smack bang in the middle of Origin. He won't play the round sort of with the 17 because he'll be in camp and maybe a minute's risk. It's Karen Murray at 603k coming up against Parramatta this weekend. 2.8% of teams have brought him in. He is the fourth most purchased player. I think they're probably tempted by the price. I think I saw him today and I actually had to look in and check what his break even was because I saw the price and went, ooh. Um, but he's still got a high break even and, and for all the reasons you just said and, and a tough run home, I, I don't really think he's going to be essential. No, he was, he's one of those guys that like, if you bought at the start of the year and you're still holding on to him, awesome, done great. I wouldn't be going out of my way to pick him up uh, and, until he shows me like, you know, like in, unless he, he goes out of his way to become like a guy that I have to trade for, I think I'm kind of keen just to let him slip slip to the cracks. Like, unless he's averaging 80 for the for the run home, I can't trade Madison or I can't trade Crichton or anyone like that to, to bring him in. So, um, for me, I'd, I'd just give it a miss. Uh, as for number five, though, with the news that Cameron Munster is sort of under this injury cloud, Dylan Brown being a Kiwi, not going to be obviously affected by origin. The Parramatta Eels do play round 17. Uh, many people are turning to Dylan Brown. Uh, there was a little bit of concern over him midway through the season when Brad Arthur was experimenting with him at the center position. That's when I moved on from him after the start of the season with him. Uh, and unfortunately, the way my team is set up, I don't want to be selling Cody Walker just for a sideways trade for Dylan Brown. So I can't pick him up. However, I do like picking up Dylan Brown um, this week. 630K, 2.4% of teams agree bringing him in as the fifth most purchased player. Yeah, he's been gradually getting picked up over the last three weeks and, and I completely support it. He's in he's in very good form. I don't really foresee him moving back to the centres anytime soon. That was such an idiotic thing for Arthur to do and I think it kind of started their slump somewhat. The Eels making a lot of these changes and it's good to see that he's named basically a full-strength kind of lineup this week, which is refreshing to see, but I certainly support it. And especially because he plays that by you want, 
you want some of those big bang players for that buy as opposed to just having, you know, bits Names. of trash that may or may not, you know, go well. You want some studs in there and he's a stud that you can hold for the season. So guys like Kimmy Hughes, I think are real good buys this week leading into round 17. After his 160-point affair last Sunday night, 2.3% of teams are finally bringing Nathan Cleary into the fold. We are now more than halfway through the season. Teams are just deciding to bring him in. I mean, there's not a no, whole lot more to say. I think people sold him. Why? Yeah, I never understood it. A lot of people selling him thinking that, you know, we'd kind of dip off over this period and maybe miss a game here and there. And they jumped off and, you know, he's probably burned them and they're jumping straight back on. I'd say that's the reason. I can't. I can't see anyone having gone this long without without him. Seriously, well, I want to know. Sixty plus three times. I'd love to know who the highest ranked team is that hasn't owned Nathan Cleary this year. It'd be very interesting to see the difference between sort of the middling teams and and them. But yeah, obviously slam dunk by. Um, last week on the podcast, I said I wasn't making any moves. Uh, I backpedaled on that as I always do. I brought in the, the most seventh most traded player this week, and I was rewarded with a hundred point affair from Brian Toto. 630k, definitely got him when he bottomed out. 2.2% of teams have brought him in, obviously not playing round 17, but probably a staple in many sides for the run home. He's obviously match-proof being in Penrith, based at machine. Was very, was very, very good as well again on Sunday night. 11 tackle busts, 200 metres, a try. Just incredible stuff from Toto. Yeah, well, when you can sideways trade Tago or Talakai, who likely now misses round 17 at... You know, you've got Totu, you know, coming into his best and he was the best last season. It makes absolute sense. You asked me last week, I think it was, should I get Totu? And I completely supported it in your position. I thought it was a great move and I'm, I'm glad you pulled it off. Yeah, definitely helped me out with a subpar week. Uh, he definitely boosted me up. Um, number eight, however, I, I'm not a fan of bringing in Joseph Sawali, fullback center wing, 438k. He does have a low break even, so I can understand people doing it for about a month of cash generation, but... The Roosters have a pretty tough tough draw coming up. He's a guy that I'm planning on holding um, until the Roosters draw gets better, but I'm not a, going out of my way to pick him up. Roosters do go through a pretty tricky two or three-week stretch. You'd know more than me off the top of your head um, with their schedule at this time of the year. Oh, we're just coming off a, a six-week stretch. I hope it doesn't get too bad too. So, no, I haven't really looked into it, to be honest. I know they've got a real up-and-down draw to finish. I think... If you sold him off, there's no way you'd buy him back. Like no, you either if, kept him because you thought he was, you know, going to go down the Cobo path and kind of tear it up to finish or, you know, you sold off. And if you sold off, I wouldn't be jumping back on because we're at the finish line now. Like you've got to get your Garricks and your, you know, Mulatalos or Katawas or whoever your poison is, you know, in the centres. And I don't think Suwali is that. I don't think Valentine Hones is a grab either at 2% of teams bringing him in. I, I, I'm struggling to wrap my head don't around this I don't hate it because he's a goal kicker, I suppose. And, you know, I, I think he'll be a consistent scorer, but I, I also, I don't love it. It's not something I'd say, oh, go and do. But if you're doing it and it's a pod move, I, I kind of get it. And the last one being, being Damien Cook. No. <laughs> Sorry, I was <laughs> trying not to die on camera. Damien, Damien yeah, Cook. Not, has, not with the run home. <laughs> oh, crikey. 674K, Damien Cook. I'm assuming a lot of people are bringing him in for Ruben Cotter, who went down with injury before the game started, which I guess we probably should talk about today too. Yeah, I saw Cotter with about two minutes you know, on the clock. I, I saw the news. I'd only just flipped it on a couple minutes to six or whatever it was and saw he was out and went, shit, I had to change my trades. I didn't end up getting Will Kennedy because of it and... 
I um I ended up getting Cam McInnes finally, the man with no teeth. He did nothing for you last week. The week you get the week you buy him. Yep, absolutely. Thank you. That's so, my season capped off right there. The man who I yelled from the rooftops, <laughs> he's going to kill it this season. I finally get him, and he gets forty nine points. Thank you, mate. So what do we what do we think on Damien Cook? Obviously. Oh, I think people are doing that because they want to they want to have the Cook and Grant combo and just lock out the hooker position. And, yeah, I kind of get it, but I feel like he's going to tail off a little bit to finish the season. They've got an extremely hard draw. Yeah, look, I've I'll, at the end of the episode, we'll talk on sort of my strategy running home. I'm, I don't want to discredit you, mate, but I'm, I think people may be a little bit more interested in my plans for the run home than, than you at this point of the season. And we'll touch on Damien Cook and, and the hooker situation. And, and you can lend a, a hand on my sort of thinking. I've been very open with my trades as to what we plan on doing. I'll, I'll give an insight into the next three weeks of, of trades, but Cook doesn't feature in my plans. I I don't see the upgrade on him compared to another guy that I'm sort of looking at to, to be worth the nearly 700k prize rise when he could be definitely. I think Cookie's the kind of guy that would get rested in round 25. Oh, quite possibly, yeah. but I think it depends on where Souths are ranked, and I don't think they're probably going to be in a position where they can afford to rest him. Yeah, I think, I think if Souths have like sixth or seventh spot locked up, Pretty clearly, he might he might get a get a rest, and I'm sort of looking forward to that. That's the the point. Um, let's move to the most sold players, and we we just mentioned him, Ruben Cotter, suffered a hamstring injury minutes before kickoff in the Cowboys game last week. It's just under 600k. The positive is he's not going to lose you any cash over the next three or four weeks. And and who who is this huge upgrade that that screams by me? I mean, at hooker, there's it's kind of thin. To RF, there's some more candidates to pick up, and, and we'll touch on a few of those today, but no one really screams by me, and I'm kind of just holding Cotter until Harry Grant comes good after Origin. It's a real mixed bag at the moment. Um, you know, front row forward, you kind of got Tarpany, and I suppose you throw Papa Lee back in the mix now that he's back on the edge, and I suppose you could put Lolo's name in there, but there's not really much much else going on at front row forward. And second row, it just seems like it just depends on which you know, which second rower at the moment is, is scoring the tries on the edges and it's really up and down. So, yeah, no one screams by me, but I, I personally, from experience, don't hold big money for long periods of time. It might hurt you. I, I'm i very fortunate to have incredible amounts of depth in my side. So I don't, I, I'm benching Cody Walker this week, um, but if Kevin Munster plays. Like I've got good good enough depth to be able to, to bench or to sit Cotter for a month until Harry Grant comes good. So I think it's a very case of, of what's what's happening. It's by case basis, yeah. You mentioned two RFs jumping on them that score the tries. Now, a two RF for Supercoach who hasn't really delivered over the last month or so, Isaac Tago. Uh, many are jumping off him. He was, he's was he been a sensational cheapie all, all sort of season. Capped out at just under 600k, I think, from memory. He's now down to 512. You've still made 230k on your initial investment. He did have that really handy jewel, but... Do we need it right now? We, we, we want to stack out to our Fs with the elite guys and our center wings are sort of starting to clear clear away. Garrick, uh, Mulatalo, To'o, uh, Joey Manu, like all these guys are sort of separating themselves and I think Tago's getting left behind. Is, is now the time to cash out on Isaac Tago or is he still that season-long keeper? Potentially in my trade plans this week. So I certainly don't knock it, especially if you're going to look to get Toto down the line. I think May is probably the hold out of the two. He's going to get more tries. He's one of the leading try scorers in the comp. If you then go Toto and you've got both wingers, I don't don't hate that considering Penrith is so good this year. Um, holding so much of the left-hand side for Penrith, I suppose, can be a little bit frustrating. Like, especially for me, I own Kikau, Toto, May, Cleary. It, 
they don't all perform every single week. So it kind of hurts you in some ways, at least if you get rid of Tago and you've just got, you know, a couple of guys in there, it's a bit easier to watch the game and know who to cheer for. Yeah, Penrith, they fire every week, but it's hard to pick who fires. If you can take the two and the five, then you should be able to hedge your bets there and, and get a try out of Tyo and, and May. So I do prefer that holding Probably May both. over, over Tago. <laughs> Number three, with a break-even of 13, it's Tuatau Kula. Now, he started the season very, very slow, very, very up and down, hot and cold, kind of a 30s kind of guy. But he's put together a couple of good scores in, in recent weeks, and he's now risen nearly 200K. I remember it was about six weeks ago that you and I were sort of saying, oh, he's been a bit of a plotter. But nearly 200K as in terms of price rises, sort of suddenly, and you could get a little bit more this week. I don't expect huge output against Melbourne, but at a break-even of 13, he definitely should hit that. Um, you can sell him now, you can sell him next week, but it's probably time to move him on. Yeah, either this week or next week he's going for me. It kind of probably depends on Grant Anderson. Um, if he's there, exactly the same for Cooler me, will go. Yeah, Cooler's going if Anderson plays. If he doesn't, there's a there's a world where I'd trade this week, to be honest. It just a lot of it's gonna depend on whether Grant Anderson's named, because I really want to free up the you know, the couple of hundred K to make a move. But if he if it's not this week, then I'll just buy my time. 100%. Hey, one of your best suggestions all season, a guy that I was not looking at at all until you mentioned him, but it was Nat Butcher. Uh, really, really killed me last round. I was tossing up between playing him and Elliot, and obviously Elliot goes out and scores 90, and Butcher gets a HIA about 10 minutes into the game. Not a deal. Uh, in saying that, I mean, he, he has risen 42K on his season value. I'm not looking at that because we bought him at nearly 100K discount, and he did peak at about 140K profit. However, it looks like Angus Crichton has won the spot back. He's playing some really good footy in the last month or so, and Satili Tupanua, although hot and cold, Trent Robinson does seem to like the impact and the attacking flair that he does provide. So Nat Butcher's time in the sun is probably done with Victor Radley back into the side as well. Yeah. Time to time to jump ship. He's done his job for you. You know, he was a really solid scorer. You know, he led in lots of tries from the Roosters, and I'm a bit dirty about that because we lost quite a few games. But um, for Supercoach reasons, he's got a high high base, high work rate. He's done a job for you. Time to move him on. Now, I didn't think Payne Haas would be in the top five most sold this week, but he is. So let's have the, the, the Payne Haas debate because uh, last round you were very much anti-selling him. I was very much for it. I'm glad to say you've joined me in the Payne Haas selling train. As you said, he's he's 505k. After the first month of footy, he was scoring 80s for fun, and I didn't own him, and I was terrified. And now he's bloody 500k. He's, he's cheaper than Isaac Tago, Payne Haas. What a fall from yeah. grace he's had. Almost hope he does a number on himself and sits out the rest of the year because he'll be a he'll be a steal along with Turbo and a few others for next season. But um, I was honestly on the support train. I I thought, you know, the the whole saga with his contract and stuff was, you know, put to bed. I thought he was going to try and prove a point to the club and, and just come out and absolutely kill it. But the injuries, they're just, you know, one on top of the other, on top of the other, it's a bit much. And once players start having injuries like this, it's just a snowball effect. And I just can't see him punching out what he was doing at the start of the season when his body's breaking. So he's definitely a sell for me now. I think it was the very first hit-up of his game in round 10, did his AC joint. And ever since then, it's just mm. been a uh, 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 58, 63, 60 yep. kind of affair. That's not the pain half that we know. That's not the pain half that many people paid 750k for. And just like another reason to sell is there's nothing worse than having a player who you just paranoid all the time is, is going to get injured and go off the field. So for your own peace of mind, just sell him because we spoke about it pre-season. He, he's 80 or 90. He's not really going to kill you and you're not really going to get the shits that bad if he scores that amount of points. 
he very rarely goes over a hundred. So just sell him for your peace of mind. So you don't get the 20 he's going to get when eventually, you know, his leg snaps or something because they're, they're not giving him the rest that he needs to repair that body. Payne Haas doesn't care about your mental health. Bruce has said it himself. Good afternoon. This is your captain speaking. A really, really weird one this week. I mean, there's a couple of pot options, but it's kind of gross, really. Yeah. And the other thing I noticed with captains this week is your options are dependent on where you've got Nico Hines. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. And that's why I'm, I'm still very reluctant to move him to... Until Pappenhausen shows that he's like a reliable VC slash C every week, because you, you want to have him slash Cleary. You, you want to have someone in Cleary. And for me right mm-hmm. now, it is Nico Hines. Um, but until someone else shows them, I'm very reluctant to move Nico Hines away from fullback in, into halfback because it kind of handicaps me. Um, however, I have listed the entire Melbourne Storm spine as just VC options. If you're going to chuck it on, chuck it on whoever you think is going to go the best. Pappenhausen, Munster, if he plays, Hughes, Grant, pick your poison against Manly. First game with the round is always nice. I've chucked Teddy in here because I feel like if you own Teddy, um, you're going to have Hines at your halfback spot, so it's going to be hard to VC Hines or VC Cleary. So you could always just double up on Teddy VC Cleary C, or that's not going to work, but, you know, Captain Hines and then pick your your VC out of sort of um, Cleary and and Teddy, but I would lean towards Cleary there. Um, But straight away, like Nico Hines against the Bulldogs, that just lights up for me. I mean, that's all systems go in my side. I don't know about you. We'll touch on yours in a second. And then you've got the Parramatta trio of Dylan Brown, Isaiah Papali'i, and Ryan Madison, all good viable options, whether it be VC or C, uh, against the, the Rabbitohs. But for me personally, mate, I'm leaning towards Cleary VC into C Hines. Yeah, that's one of the setups I've got. Mine's dependent on trades. If, if I don't trade, that's exactly how I'm going to go because Hines would be at fullback. If I do trade, Hines goes to seven, which means I've got to pick Cleary or Hines. And this week I'm going to go the Hines route. Yeah, I'd still favour Hines over the two of those. Probably going to vice Captain Pappy on his return. Um, I assume that, you know, the 30,000 people that owned him are all going to get him back this week. So I think his ownership will be much lower than it normally is. We know he's got a hell of a ceiling. I think Manly's going to put a score, uh, get a score put on him. By the storm, I feel like there's a big bounce back coming here. Um, regardless, so yeah. regardless of Munster, regardless of Munster, yeah, okay. I think they'll be okay. They've, they've got such a strong spine. I think they can cover one of them being out. Um, especially Pappy gives him so much when he plays fullback. I, th- I think he'll he'll cover the loss and Hughes and um, what's his name, Harry Grant. They'll, they'll they'll pick up the slack in attack, and I think they might shred him. That Grant bloke, you know, that, that bang average hooker? <laughs> I saw someone's projected Australian team. Sorry to go off track. They didn't even have Cook in, the, uh, in have Grant in the side. They had oh, Hunt I did, at I nine. Did, and... I saw that floating on Twitter. I think they had Hunt at nine and Cook at 14 or something like that. I was like, yeah, oh, what the hell? Goodness, goodness me. Hey, anyway. I, then again, you and I have some shocking opinions too, so it's only fair for other people to have theirs. Hey, chat, stick right back with us. We'll be back in about three or four minutes. Um, hang tight. We will run down our hot takes for the week. We're going to run down our both our trade talks. And I reckon, Brewski, I'm going to try and give the listeners a bit of an insight as to how someone in the top 200 is planning for the run home. I think that might be um, some good educational Supercoach insight from people. And I'm going to obviously give you my thoughts as well. And I, I want to hear your opinion. I want to hear the chat's opinion. Um, so hang tight. We'll be back in yeah two minutes or so. And uh, yeah, we'll finish up with the, with the episode today. So stand by. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Alrighty, we are back. Hey, let's, uh, let's run down. I think I had another, I had another soundbite. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. It's been a few weeks since I've managed to fiddle around with my soundboard, so I've forgotten what we've got programmed or whatnot. Hey, your trades are far more interesting than mine this week, so I'm going to give you the floor, uh, and I know you've got a couple of scenarios, so let's hit us with someone, and keep in mind, people, Brew is not playing to win it right now, um, so his trades are going to look for much more enjoyment. I think Brew's making his trades to try and enjoy Supercoach um, rather than just holding on to a rank. So what, what have you got for us, mate? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to have a bit of fun, to be honest with you. I'm long gone in, in the overall ranks, so I'm going to go all ceiling players, I think, and and have true heart attack every weekend watching my team play. Uh, this week, I'm actually, given that I've already got Pappenhausen and I don't need to go down that route, I, I'm thinking I'm going to jump on Latrell. I know the draw home's horrible, but he's a goal-kicking fullback with a really high ceiling, and I just think that he's got a point to prove and he might ignite the bunnies attack somewhat. So I'm looking to go Sam Walker via Jules into Latrell and Cooler to Grant Anderson. That's one of my options. Another option for me is that I either sell and I'm pretty much just foregoing the second buy now. I just don't care. I just want a, a strong side to enjoy the last, you know, six to eight rounds more so than the buy numbers. I'm thinking about going either Cooler or Cody Ramsey down, and I'm hoping Grant Anderson is still available as an option here. And then going again via Jules Tago to Harry Grant. I looked at Jerome Hughes as well, uh, but the only problem with me getting Hughes would be that I'd pretty much be locking in my um, my fullbacks as Hines and Paps. And I just want to have the option to, to have a Latrell or a Teddy or something like that. So I don't think I'm going to go the Hughes route. It'll probably be either the Harry Grant uh, path or it'll be the Latrell path. And I'm pretty confident I'm going to stick with the Latrell path. The only way that I wouldn't is if there's no Anderson and it's I can't find the cash. I feel like one of us has to own Latrell. With the amount that we pumped him up all preseason and, and how can we <laughs> one of us has to own him. And I'm glad I'll oh, do it's it. not me. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you're taking the fall. <laughs> um, someone wanted to know why we have our rankings on the screen. It feels like I'm trying to flex and you're trying to give logical insight. No one was saying that when, what was it, round one, you were ranked 100,000th, I was ranked 95,000th after the glorious week one. So I think it's just good to, to give an idea as to where we're at because obviously we're both playing the game differently right now, um, which obviously is shown by the trades. Whereas mine are much more boring. We're trading out Isaac Tago and we're trading out Nat Butcher and we're bringing in Shannon Harris from the Penrith Panthers dual position center wing to RF. Nuff won't play. We're just freeing up some cash. We have plenty of squad depth to to kill and, and move them on. All week, I was debating whether I bring in Joe Offerhangawi or I was bringing in Mitch Barnett. Both of them have a 55 base with some attacking upside. Both play round 17. Joe Off has the front row forward dual flexibility, which is always nice. 
but we have we have settled on Mitch Barnett um, back playing on the edge. Looks like Lockie Fitzgibbon is applying his trade in Reggie's. I was very keen on uh, what's his name uh, Tyson Frizzell, but the potential origin is kind of gross. And as we will discuss at the end of today's episode, I won't be holding Barnett much longer. I think I think I've got him scheduled in, scheduled in as a two week play, um, just as around seventeen number. He is four hundred and forty k. And, yeah, I think he's a fine play. What are your thoughts on Mitchie Barnett when he's not taking off Penrith players' heads and getting suspended for eight weeks? Not huge on it. If it's a short-term play, I don't know. I feel like maybe go someone that's got a bit bit more of a higher ceiling, I suppose. I, need, I, I like the Frizzell option. I, I actually looked at Frizzell a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure Newcastle's got a great run home. And... I, he had one stinker sometime in the last month, but outside of that, like he gets fifty or sixty on a bad day. If he starts getting meat pies again, I'm just strong I'm just play. terrified that he comes in for Talakai in at Origin. No, why would they do that? Because he played game one, it was good, and he was. I think he was only out from from injury. I don't think he was dropped. I think he was just out from injury. So I, I'm, that's all I'm worried about. I mean, Barnett will give me sixty points for the next two weeks, which I'll take. He is my fourth reserve option. Um, like I said, I'm benching guys like Cotter, who's injured. I'm benching guys like Cody Walker. So he's definitely not in my plans to be in my elite run home. I just need a number for around 17. And I think Barnett could be the guy at 440K, um, just as I said, just for, for a two-week play. So we will we will go with that. Um, let's move on to our hot takes because yours, we can... The reason why I wanted to do trades first this week and not hot takes is because yours, yours are just, hey, this is my team. I really hope they do well. <laughs> We can talk about yours. Uh, like I'm all here for you. I oh, hope you win it this year. My your, your top twenty that you posted is going to be that's going to be an elite twenty. Yeah, that's a, it's, that's it's, a it's very strong it's squad. very easy to get for me. And we'll, we'll touch on that. We'll touch on that at the end. Uh, my hot takes. Uh, my, my, my hot takes. I've got David Fafita under forty points. Pretty simple. Coming off the injury, off the bench. Hope he stinks it up for you and you, you buy him cheaply. Uh, I've got Nico Hines over ninety points just because he's my captain. And this isn't a super coach one. I've just got the Warriors thirteen plus against the Tigers. I'll be having a lot of money on the Warriors this weekend. First game back in New Zealand. Before I go to mine, I just saw Luke's comment in the chat about the Lane Train. Oh yes, sure. let's talk, to, let's talk Lane. about the Sean Lane Train. I could post something, but I won't because it was very rude. But um, I sent Josh a. A screenshot with some, let's call them emoticons drawn on them, with Shane Sean Lane a couple of weeks ago as a trading option for me because I, 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 you know, I don't think you, I don't think you legally can. I, I, I don't think you can legally trade Sean Lane in. And you know, we all know that you know I massacred the bloke <laughs> pre-season, so it played just career best footy, the ultimate fall on sword. But he's absolutely killed it since that day. Yeah, yeah. What do you have? Two, two, I didn't two, actually do it. What do you have? A try, two tries this last round. He was just yeah, unreal. I think he got ninety something last game, and I was sitting there going, "Bloody hell!" He was like four hundred and thirty when I was looking to get him in. I think it just confirms that he is a friend of the show. Honestly, definitely a friend of the show. Shout out, but I, I will say. I will give Dane Gagai a shout out because he was pretty shit house for Queensland and uh, he's gone pretty shit house since the first four weeks of this season. So maybe I wasn't completely wrong when I bashed him. But moving on. Hot takes. <laughs> my, my hot takes. Uh, I got Nathan Cleary going under 65 this week. Mm. I hope that's, you know, 65 for him. You know, he gets that on a, you know, bad day. So I'm hoping that's a bit spicy. I got Paps and Luttrell uh, to go both 100-plus this week. Tell so, me you own Paps and Luttrell without telling me you own Paps and Luttrell. <laughs> yep. 
and I own the next two blokes too. I'm going Katoa or kick out to score a hat trick this week. Oh, okay. Uh, wait, how how enraged were you at Jesse Ramian last round? Oh, how enraged was I? So my score, I can't remember what it was, but it was absolutely terrible last round. It was I was embarrassed by my score. It was that bad. I, I look. I look through the leagues and, you know, my work league and stuff like that, and everyone's scoring bloody 1,200. And I, I don't even think I got a 1,000. And I was just like, this is embarrassing. And then I've got my pod play, you know, Katoa, first week in my side. He scores an early try. I'm like, booyah, take that Mulatalo. And then for the rest of the game, bloody blue just hands, him. just open winger, open try line. Nah, I'm going to dummy and get tackled myself and – Katawa could have scored 150 points in that game. Like he scored 77 or something with one try and he had three that were absolutely nuked and every one of them was a try and a line break potentially. So I was raging to be honest with you, but I'll put my hand up and say, I'm glad we didn't record that Sunday because my score was absolutely shit. Yeah. I I only scored 1200 or something and that was like... Yeah, you were upset. Imagine how I felt. Yeah, no, I, I get you. Um, to, to round out the show, no questions, but I guess we'll do a deep dive into my trade plans, as Brew alluded to. On Twitter today, I posted my ideal team. So we're now in round 16. So we have 13, 14, 13, 17, 18, 19. So at the, end of, at the start of round 19, I will have completed my, t- my team for the run home. And it's going to look something like this. So right now, I have 10 trades left after I've made my trades. So I've got 12 trades before the start of the round. And it's going to take me eight trades to get my ideal team for the run home. It's going to look like this. It's going to look like Harry Grant up top. It's going to look like Cameron McInnes to pair with him. It's going to look like Joe Tarpany and Isaiah Papali'i in the front row. It's going to look like Angus Crichton, Ryan Madison, Talakai, and Hamale Olakowatu as my two RFs. My halves will be Cleary and Hines. My 5'8 my five, five will be Munster. My center wings will be Garrick, Manu, Mulatalo, and To'o. My fullbacks will be Pappenhausen and Tedesco. And my NPRs will be Max King, Adam Elliott, and Talon May. So, who are the ones that we don't own? We don't own Harry Grant. We don't own Hamwell Olakowatu. We don't own Pappenhausen or Tedesco. So, it's going to take me six trades to get those four guys. Now, with the trades I've made this week, I have 300 and 380, 357k in the bank. So, I've got a lot of cash in the bank thanks to my trades this week. Hence, Shannon Harris. So, what my plans are next week, Brewski, is I think we're going to go... Kula and Karaz to Pappenhausen and enough. Um, that should be enough cash. Those two should um, make enough cash this week and Pap should lose enough, hopefully, with his 144 break even. So just a, a two there to enough. So that takes me two trades down. The week after that, uh, I think we're planning on going Cotta to Harry Grant in round 18. And we will probably go someone like Andrew Fafita to enough just to you know free up 60 more K. Then I think that just leaves me going Mitch Barnett to Hamwell Olakowatu. Um, basically, yeah, and that, that sets me up for the run home. Then we have Max King, Adam Elliott, and Talon May just to play based off matchups, play if any, any of the guys pick up a knock or whatever. And we're going to have four trades left from round 19 to round 25. Have you, I like all those moves. Have you considered that final round? Let's say you're in the top. 25 by then and you get mm-hmm. to that final round have you considered the ownership percentage of of i guess the top sides your, your um, panthers and your storm and how much you might have the resting situation because oh, i know obviously timmy planned for that real well a few years ago if that's the only reason i'm, I'm saying it 100 um look in hindsight i would have loved to have a boost for round 25 
it just gives me an extra number that I can I can play in. Um, but out of so out of this run home, do we think Grant or McInnes gets rested? I think Grant may. Yep. Do I think Tarpany or Papali'i get rested? I don't think either no. of those do. Do we think Crichton, Madison, Talakai, or Hamar get rested? I don't think any of those do. Mm-hmm. Out of Cleary and Hines, we think any of those get rested? I don't think they do. Potentially. Depends on, depends Cleary, on Cleary on, might. Depends on Dally M. I know last year he played because he wanted the points. Um, but if Cleary gets rested, okay, so that's two that's two players out. If do we think Munster gets rested? He could get rested. Now we've got Garrick, Manu, Mortalo, Toto. I don't think any of those guys get rested. No, you should be right. That maybe Toto and. Only if Penrith's in a situation where they've got this four-point lead going into the last round, yeah. I think you might see a reserve grade side coming going out there. But only if they haven't clinched, like, they'll play their side if they haven't clinched that minor premiership. Yeah, but if they have, I think he could be in for a disaster. That's my only concern. Okay, so, so, with owning. So, so, so there's three guys out: Pappenhausen and Tedesco. Now, I don't think Teddy gets rested. I think Pappenhausen could. Yeah. So, so worst case, we have so that's four. Worst worst case, we have four guys out. How many MPRs? At the moment, I've got three, and so seven and, out. And we should, so you could still have eighteen. And we and we should and we should still, barring any crisis, I'm trying to leave myself two trades for round twenty five. So I could cover those. I guess that's the way I'm looking at. It. I could cover those guys. So um, that's the reason why I'm not looking at someone like Damien Cook. That's not the reason why I'm looking at someone like Jerome Hughes. I don't want to stack up on one side or guys that I feel like will get rested. Uh, it's I guess some long term thinking, um, but. I don't know. Realistically, I, I think my chances of winning are gone. Um, I'm 350 points behind, which is like quite a fair bit to make up in 10 weeks. When You, you shake, can do you, that. You shake your head, but a lot of our sides look the same. Like a lot of the top 500 sides, we do look the same. Um, so for me, I guess it's just getting a top 100 finish is just to, just to flex the rank, basically. Um, but yeah, overall, would you make any? are there any guys there that you would look to bring in? So the guys that I'm looking to bring in um, are Grant, uh, Hamole... Pappenhausen and Tedesco. Are there any of the four there that you would swap out? Um, Hamole wasn't in my plans, but then I looked at the Seagulls run home and their run home is pretty immaculate. And just in general, his record without Turbo is elite as well. So I definitely support Old Guacamole. Um, and there's some pretty, Teddy, there's some pretty handy. Teddy just seems to score 70 plus, even in like every week. He just seems to go 70 plus. Doesn't matter who he's playing. They've had a really hard draw and everyone's been avoiding him for the last six weeks. And he's probably been the guy to own at fullback. So I'd, I certainly don't hate that. The Grant cool. is by far the best hooker in the comp. So like I, I'm looking at getting him back this week, even though he plays Origins. So certainly support that one as well. The, que- the, the other question one. is. Do we get Dylan Brown or do we think Cameron Munster is fine for the run home? Because if he is out, like Ezra Mam is there, but I will probably have to nuff him out. Actually, no, the way I've set my team up, Ezra Mam will also be an NPR. Um, then we run the risk of having to sell Munster as, as having no depth. Do you think we do we think we sell Mam and try and just get someone like a Dylan Brown in just to have that cover? If you can, like if you can hold Munster and, I'm, I'm holding and get him, a Mam, um, get a Mam, say, up, then. Yeah, absolutely. I would de- definitely look at Dylan Brown's probably the best one. Or I would just look at the draw home and see if there's maybe a cheap smoky that a you pod. could just park. Yeah. Yeah. And just f- like as a flex play, you might you might never play them, but you might he might start going on a run like in round twenty four or something because they've got a shit easy draw home. Twenty four is probably too late, but you know what I mean. Oh, and then no one's got any trades, but you've got him stashed there. Yeah. So that's probably another option I'd look at for the run home too. 
I also didn't mention how I'm getting um, Tedesco. So the minute that round 18 opens up, because 17's done, <laughs> Co- Cody Walker is gone. Uh, I'm kicking him uh. to the curb so far. So Cody Walker out. Uh, Mam would move down to 5'8", and then Hines would move from fullback to halfback, and that opens up a fullback slot, and then we just get we just get Teddy that way. I like it, mate. I think you're in a good spot. Yeah, um, um, I, I only said everything I just said. Just you oh, know, you've got to play devil's advocate. No point. Exactly right. And uh, I just wanted to show the listeners too that, like, you know, I put you on the spot, but you had an answer for everything. You know, you got your, your right. plan, and that's why you regularly finish quite high. Is that you, you think about these things, and it's sometimes it's good to hear these things, you know, as a listener to to see why certain players finish highly every year, like you do it. Year in year out, Timmy, apart, Timmy apart Williams from, does it on the regular. You apart know? from last year, <laughs> let's just let's just forget twenty twenty one ever happened, man. What a, what a year that was, hey! That was a great year. It was it was for you, <laughs> um, yeah. But the, in, all, in all seriousness, I think it's good because it, it gives people that maybe in the middle of us two, like someone maybe maybe is ranked five thousandth, and you, they they can t- take some advice from you, throwing a lot of shit at the wall, doing some unconventional trades to try and gain some edge. And then maybe if they're like in a league where their rank really matters and they want to beat their friends, then they can, I guess, take some of my advice because the way that you and I are looking at trades now are very different. I'm looking to sort of consolidate, um, whereas you're looking to just, you know, climb 3,000 spots in a week. Um, the difference between like 190th and 100th is like 40 points, you know, like one wrong captain call on it and it could go pear-shaped for me, whereas like one slip up from you and it's... It, yeah, what like one huge pod move could absolutely shoot you up the up the rockets. Um, I'll quickly scan through the chat to try and find any questions. A lot of people are asking what we do with Josh King. Now, I feel like if you've held Josh King this long, you, you just write him out until next week, don't you? Yeah, if you've if you've held him this long, you know you've already been through a bit of a roller coaster. You know it was really good at times. It's been a bit bad lately, so I just hold him for the buy. You never know; um, they'll probably have quite a few people. You know, in Origin representation, you should play solid minutes, and you you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, so obviously you've got Harry Grant. You're going to have Felice Kafusi. Um, that's going to open up at least two spots. You think Grant uh, Cheese will play nine? That might open up the lock position. This, I think there's yeah, he'll probably play lock. I'd say week. yeah. Um, Dennis wants to know. No, he doesn't. He's saying, "How do you keep putting up with me?" I think he's trolling. Um, Steven wants to know who he, he wants to trade Tago to another decent two RF. He was thinking Murray. He's got Maddo. He's got Angus. Um, he's got Hamole. Wondering about the fourth option. Does he hold Tago? Now, I think you hit the nail on the head, mate. Like Tyson Frizzell. I think Tyson Frizzell could be a great round 17 guy and a guy to have for the run home. Yeah. If you look at it by players, then Frizzell is one of the highest on the list. You could go Barnett. I know Barnett's a bit of the flavor at the moment. I just think, Personally, He's I, very I boring, think Frizzell's more tried and tested. And I, I personally don't believe that he's going – he's going to make it back into the New South Wales side. I, he, I don't see why a side that he played didn't play as well game as one either. Did, I just, do that. I, someone told me in the chat he didn't play game one, which makes him uh, more enticing. Yeah. And even if someone was to come in as the 14 for Talakai, I think it would be White. And, you know, he, he played really well in he, game one. So I just don't think there's a spot for him. I think he's a great pickup, especially for, for the buy. And he, I don't – He's actually only 518k, so he's only, he's only 50k more than Barnett. So live on air trade, I might go Frizzell over Barnett, to be honest. Um, I'll, I'll actually... I'll, I'll, I'll look Barnett's at the a bit of a psycho, and he's leaving the club too. Like, yeah. who knows that, you know, at the end of the year, they don't go, you know what? We're, we're going to bring back, you know, Fitz and, and give him a go. We're going to give a young fella, Mamacia or someone, a crack because you're going to the Warriors. Next. No, where's he going? Uh, Mamacia's going to the Eels. No, Barnett. Barnett's oh, going Barnett's to the Warriors, to the Warriors um, yeah, yeah. next year. So that worries me a bit. Frizzell's, you know, 
pretty safe. I prefer him personally. Uh, my, my my phone isn't f- focusing, but I'm like trying to show that like I'm trading out uh, Barnett live on air to Frizzell. Um, uh, so we will do that. I, I'll I'll rail off a couple here. Brendan Smith, I don't think he's a buyer. No, his form's ter- he, terrible this year. He, he got, I want to sell him to be honest. And he I've, got his I chance. Him, so. Got his chance last or last round, and it, it didn't impress me at all. I know some people jumped on him. I was not impressed. Can't say that, but that's all right. Um, so no, for me, no. Uh, Matto, I would wait a couple of weeks on Matto. A, he's just played Origin. B, he's got a really high break even, so you might be able to pick him up. You know, somewhere lower sixes, which I think is a fair price for him. Um, go through the top guys: Murray, Matto, uh, Harry Grant, Pappenhausen. A lot of them have really high break evens at the moment. So if you bide your time, you might be able to pick a few up if you've got some cash in the bank a um, little bit cheaper in the coming weeks. Rio Wong's asking round 17 numbers. So I'll give a quick rundown on mine. Are we going to count um, Nico Hines? Uh, let's go no, because okay. it looks like he'll be 18. Are we, so are we going to count Sifatalakai? Um, no. He's, okay. he's a current current origin player, so let's go. No, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got eight so far, but that doesn't include Pappenhausen, and that does include some speculative plays on um, Hines and Talakai not being there. Look, hopefully, if everything falls away, I've got twelve, but I don't think round seventeen is anything like round thirteen, man. I got eleven plus peoples. Talakai. People's, people's off, man. And someone else, I thought. But yeah, I, I really don't think round 17 is anything like 13. One, because your trade targets need to be very more selective. You need to be um, more... And guys. Yeah, you, you, need, you need to get guys that you're either got a plan to flip. So, for example, me with Barnett or Frizzell, depending on who I go. Um, or guys that are season-long keepers. Like, there's no room to pick up, uh, you know, and, and that butcher is around 13 play for the sake of picking him up. Or, or like, you know what I mean? Like, there's not, there's not a reason to pick up these mid-range guys. Like, if Adam Elliott wasn't playing round 13, I know he's worked out fantastic, but I wouldn't have bought him, whereas in round 17, I don't have that luxury of just buying these 350, 400k guys to make money for a month. Yeah, I'm sitting here pondering the Mulatalo or Sivo question. Ooh. I'd go Mulatalo because the last five weeks when you play head-to-head finals are absolutely... Awesome. But yes. If you like to watch the world burn, definitely Sevo. Yeah, Sevo's too. I know he can bang out a ton, but he can also bang out a ten. Yeah, for someone um, for someone so big, his base is extremely ordinary. So I don't really like Sevo. I know he went alright last week, and he, he'll definitely have more weeks like that. But I, I think Mulatalo's definitely definitely the buy there. Um, yes, the, obviously, as you said, they've got a hard run, so maybe. You don't do it now and you, you just wait for the run home and pick him up. That's an option. Um, or look else, elsewhere, I guess. Is there someone else, you know, not Mike Sevo that you could look at? I Personally, I'm not too high on the Sevo pick. Uh, shout out to, oh, goodness, the uh, someone, someone. Uh, oh, Spongy. Shout out to Spongy, who I think brought Sevo and captain him last week. So, <laughs> what a man. Didn't he captain him the week he got, he came back? Yeah, which was last week. Which was last week. Over the last round, sorry. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Um, mate, we've been going for close to an hour. Um, some people are asking, what about Will Kennedy? Uh, I think Will Kennedy was the buy, was he two, two, last week? Last week. You're now going through a very weird stretch with South, uh, not South, with um, what are they called? Cronulla. Where like somebody in my spot, I might be forced to kind of bench Mulatalo for the next month or so and then pick up on his glorious run home. And someone's mentioned Blake Braley. Uh, I think Blake Braley could be a great pickup um, now for Cotter knowing that he's going to have a pretty gross draw, which should mean more defense. And then, hey, look, in that last month, the Sharks' draw is pretty good. He could definitely increase his attack. There's definitely worse options. So I looked at um, Blake last week. It's just I only had a couple of minutes to, to make a decision, so I just went the safe option in McInnes. But I, I quickly had a look at, at Blake Braley and said, oh, I could pot up that way because his scores haven't been too bad and they've definitely got a good run home, so there could be some attack in there. I think the problem with buying Will Kennedy now um, is you, you might you may be handcuffed into holding him uh, because I don't think he's going to generate enough price to be a flip to, to Teddy. And I think you want two guns, whether it be Pappenhausen and Tedesco or Pappenhausen and Hines or Hines and Tedesco. Like I think you want two guns, and I don't know if Will Kennedy is going to be able to hold up to the ceiling that those other guys have. And in head-to-head finals... I'd much rather a player get 30 going for 150 than a player that's just going to chug, chug along and get 60. Yeah, look, he, he could be a hold for the season, but he didn't score too well last week. Involved um, in a lot and scored 70-odd, so, yeah, not ideal. Like, he's going to get your solid scores, I suppose, for a, for a pretty cheap price tag. It would really depend what you're doing with all the additional money, I wouldn't mind it as say a downgrade option. If you had someone that was highly priced that you needed to move on, like we, you know, Josh and I moved Harry Green on in round 13, that type of move down, I wouldn't have minded it, but I just don't think that the, there is that, that sell option at the moment. You're going to want to start looking to get your teddies and your pappies, as Josh said. So I wouldn't do it. I don't think, I don't think the upsides warrants not owning one of those two guys. And just before we finish up for today, mate, with NFL season coming up very shortly, what round are you going to be drafting Matt Burton as your designated punter? Because, boy, howdy, he has a boot on him. Yeah, he does. But I've, I've seen too many a NFL, <laughs> NRL star go to the NFL and end up back here two years later after they, you know, or in jail. make a 52-man squad and then don't get a game and end up coming back home. So or, I hope he stays in the NRL. Or in jail. Yes, I'm not commenting on Jared Hayne. <laughs> hey, uh, guys, thank you so much for sitting through uh, week nine. I said week nineteen. I'm definitely in NFL season round six, sixteen preview, uh, hosted by myself, the SC Whisperer. As always, joined by Brew SC uh, mates. It's, it's a very, very weird time of the Supercoach season. I think a lot of people have died out, but uh, we'll be here. We'll be here fit and strong and finals around the corner, building your pod size. I think that's your goal, definitely, isn't it? Um, you're you're strictly going to focus on head-to-head now, which Latrell could be a huge play. Yeah, look, I'm just going to have some fun. I'm just going to get the guys that I don't want to watch as a non-owner. I'm just going to pick them up and see what happens with it, I guess. And Are you going to buy? Know, maybe I'll get lucky. Are you going to buy Zach Lomax? Nah, not anymore. I don't. Uh, once by the time I flick Tago and possibly Talakai down, I don't really have a need to buy centers. I'm going to buy other positions. Awesome. All or, right. Buy Wanga Blake, everyone. That's Brew's advice. Um, <laughs> as always, I've been the SC Whisperer. You've been listening to the Dual Position Podcast. We'll be back on Sunday night, hopefully, to recap a, a Nico Hines 200 point affair. That'd be, that'd be the dream. Sounds good to me. All right, mate. Thank you so much for joining me. No worries. Ciao for now, guys. See you guys. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 